Welcome to another episode of Hamilton Sales Training Podcasts. I have decided to go ahead and call them podcasts. I guess audio cast is a good term for it too, but not a lot of people understand what those are. So we'll go ahead and go with podcast. But at any rate, this is going to be a little bit shorter of an episode. But I did want to address a couple of things. Anybody that knows me knows I am really passionate about making money. I am passionate about customers paying the money that I believe they should pay. And as I said, this market-based pricing philosophy uh, that we're talking about and uh, is going to be in the video and and subsequent books is what's going to get us there over the next few years. I do believe that eventually manufacturers will come to the conclusion that selling these vehicles closer to MSRP, if not MSRP, is the deal. And that's the way we need to do it. Okay, so skepticism in the past has created this transparency. But now that we have the transparency, we need to try to eliminate the skepticism as best we can. So in other words, we couldn't have had one without the other, perhaps. That's another philosophical discussion. Let's talk about that at another time. But I do want to address again and give some examples of how we can ask for the money or how we can shorten the shopping list or eliminate the shopping list, which is our end game, our ultimate goal, every time we meet and greet a customer. But let's talk about other facilities. Now, not all other facilities have accessories added onto their vehicles and new cars, for instance. Not all other facilities advertise with a bit of deceit or deceitful nature. Not all facilities include incentives for which most customers don't qualify for in their pricing just to get them in the door and then try to bump them. I get it. But there are a lot of facilities that do, and customers are aware of this. Now, we have to be able to utilize this until we all come to the same page, until we all come together as a sales consultant. I'm going to try to make as much money as I can for my dealership. That's my job. So let's talk about an instance that was shared with me uh, from another facility. A sales manager had contacted me and mentioned that this is something that goes on quite a bit, uh, obviously, with TrueCar. A customer called back. Now, I guess I should back up just a bit. The sales consultant did an absolutely wonderful job with this customer, did build trust. They just weren't ready to pull the trigger, tried all of the counter-transition close options that were available without making the customer so uncomfortable they wouldn't come back. They did everything they were supposed to do that we train, everything. The manager came down and did a great turn. Before you go, I'd just like to introduce myself, and then you roll into trying to roll back into the deal and close if you can off of that. But at any rate, the customer did leave. The customer did call back the next day, and they knew they were going to shop. So the customer calls back the manager and says, I I shopped four different places, and you were the highest. The manager didn't immediately say how much higher or what do we have to do to earn the business, but instead he said, we're trying to make money here, John. And he was honest about it, and John kind of giggled about it or laughed about it and understood. We're trying to make money here. I can't predict the marketplace. You know, what we gave you was a fair price, an equitable price. In fact, these vehicles are selling for just a bit more than that. People are coming in the door every day paying a little bit more money than that. This is what we felt was a very, very competitive and equitable price. That being said, you have to be very careful about the other quotes that you get. They may include incentives for which you don't qualify. They may include accessories, up to $1,500 I've seen in some cases on addendums. They can include a lot of different things. They don't include destination. There are a number of different items to be aware of when you get these prices. But we will always treat you straight. We will always be transparent. So go ahead and send them over to me. I'll verify them. If it makes sense, I don't want to miss you. I'll, I'll take a deal that doesn't make sense. I will write a shorter margin if it makes sense to us because you're that important and we need your referrals. We need your repeat business. So they did. And they made the car deal. And it's kind of interesting how that worked. There was actually a quote that came in $2,500 less 
than the other ones. The other ones were pretty close, and that lended some credibility to it. But somebody came in. Uh, in fact, it was the same facility came in from the internet, not True Car. So you can see where True Car maybe not as competitive, different different ball game entirely. But came in twenty five hundred dollars less. And sales manager very skillfully just said, "Listen, if they're all about the same, but something comes in that much less, you know it's BS." And the customer agreed and threw it out. They need to throw out that quote. And they did. They came in and they signed up. So these are things that we have to do on a day-to-day basis to be more than competitive, to get every deal we possibly can, to increase our closing percentage, to get that market share that these manufacturers are screaming about all the time. Uh, That's, again, another conversation for another time. But keep this in mind and utilize this as a sales consultant. It will help you make more money if you develop these skills. Okay, another example uh, that was shared with me was that a customer was going to be out of town And this happened to be a case where it was not necessarily more of a rural than urban situation, but close. And it was a smaller dealership. There was a hometown dealership, but not that small. But there was a a large urban area that this person was going to spend the next couple days in. It was going to shop all over the place. And what do you do as a sales manager or sales consultant if you can't prevent that? Now, there's a couple of word tracks that might stop the person, is if the prices were truly lower, in that area, it would have gotten out by now. I've been hearing this for years and years and years and years. And how will we sell any cars here? It would be impossible. It's not true. In fact, we do have people from that market area that come out here and buy cars. So you have to be very careful of that. Now, it goes both ways, too. Basically, if people believe that a smaller dealership doesn't have as big an overhead, then you know they'll go shop that dealership, believing they don't have to make as much money. Well, the smaller dealership does have to make as much money, in fact, more because the volume's down, so they have to try to really watch their gross and their expenses. And quite frankly, if they were the least expensive all the time, wouldn't they be a large dealership now? So there's a lot of different arguments that you can use, and you have to use them all. It's a form of a counter, again, uh, and we have to use them. But anyway, so instead we're going to go out of town. This person did go out of town, and they said that they had the deal beat by $1,500. Now, $1,500 is a lot of money. Now, there was a trade involved. So the sales manager took a look at it, and even being aggressive on the trade, even netting the deal out to zero, he was still 700 bucks away in the customer's eyes. But he used the same type of argument as we used before, you know, with the destination and the accessories and what have you. So what happened? The guy did shop. Something jicky happened out there at the other facility, and he emailed the sales manager back and said, I'll be in Friday to do paperwork, and he did. So, yeah, they took a zero deal, which is... Obviously not something that we want to do, but something that we have to do. Have to make the market share. Have to get our volume bonus to salespeople. So we want those deals as well. Remember we talked about if your target is 12 to 15, 18 to 21, what have you, you have to look at the opportunity for minimum deals. You have to take them all. You have to take every one of them, just like a sales manager does. We as sales consultants have to take every deal, and that's how you maximize your pay plan and your profitability. But these jicky practices are not going to work in the future, and, and everything is going to go away. So we are going to get closer and closer to MSRP. And this is going to help with used cars, of course, too. But this is just a couple of new car examples on how you know this is done. But we have to stand by the market-based pricing philosophy. We have to stand by the fact that everybody pays the same, although in a lot of cases they do not. There's an unfair playing field, and the manufacturers have to quit this garbage too. And that is a stair-step program. But, again, that's another conversation. But they do have to stop that. Everything should be equitable. Everything should be the same. The only difference should be how professional we are, how courteous we are, how well we overcome concerns and objections, how well we service our customers, and how happy they are. 
That's what should matter. And that's what we have to focus on every single day. Now, I mentioned that this would be a shorter podcast than normal, and it will be, but I wanted to hit on something that is extremely important and kind of interesting. And that's the Pareto Principle. I don't know if everybody's heard of it. You can look it up in Wikipedia. Wikipedia is a great thing. I use it all the time. It makes a lot of people seem smarter than they are, and I'm certainly a beneficiary of that. However, the Pareto Principle is better known as, and you may have heard it, the 80-20 rule. And they have other names for it, like Law of the Vital Few, never heard that one. Principle of Factor Sparsity, I haven't heard that one either. Uh, so we just know it as the 80-20 rule. And basically what it says, without getting too deep into it, is that 80% of the effect comes from 20% of the cause, or causes. 80% of land, for instance, owned by 20% of the population. 80% of sales comes from 20% of the consultants. I know you're saying, that's not true at our store. Well, the principle is not true of a lot of things. In fact, as you will read in my book, Beyond the Walkaround, I don't believe in principles very much in this business. They cannot be proven. They're just thrown around out there. Nothing can be proven like that. But I will tell you that it makes sense in one way, and that is that if you simply use price to gain more volume and don't utilize everything that we're teaching here, you don't utilize market-based pricing philosophy. You don't utilize the technique. You don't use feigned indifference or practice feigned indifference. And you don't pursue customer comfort and consultant confidence. If it's only price, you may get 20% of a volume increase, but it'll cost you 80% of your gross. Now write that down. To have the philosophy of solely pricing vehicles to give them away to earn more volume will cost you 80% of your gross, maybe more. And this can be store-wide. It can be nationwide. It may cost you all of it. I've seen it happen in stores. I've seen it happen in marketplaces where they just decide, hey, instead of doing this the best way by utilizing all these things we just talked about and building our customer base and building our sales staff and not having the turnover and having high-quality professionals, they simply want to price their way to volume. You do that, it'll cost you almost all your all your gross. Again, seen it happen. Reason being is the philosophy is there. You believe you're going to be shopped all the time. You go into a car deal believing that that customer is always, always going to shop you. And guess what? It kills your gross. It also kills your volume. People don't understand that. So well, we're doing more volume. You could do a lot more volume if you did it the right way. Because you're weakening the sales staff. You're taking the power and the talent out of the equation. You have talented people, or you should if you train them properly, but you're taking that out of the equation and just giving cars away. Never been a proponent of that, never will be, and if that's the practice, you're weakening the sales staff, and it's going to cost you volume. It's not going to make you volume in the long run. Again, this business has been too much. Yeah, I'll take a dollar today to give you back two next week. Short-sighted, narrow-minded, that's not how we're going to be anymore. Not as a sales consultant. I need to build my business. I need to build it quickly. If I've been doing it the wrong way or half-assed for five years, I'm doing it right starting now. If I'm new in the business, I know I'm going to build a five-year book of business in the first year, 10 years, and two years because I'm going to go ahead and hustle. I'm going to do things the right way. I'm going to see six customers pass the one in front of me, and I'm going to sell from strength and not weakness, and I'm not going to look to give cars away. And I'm going to utilize everything that we're talking about here, and that's important. Hit a sales consultant and say, hey, not having a good month. I got 11 cars out and got 10 minis. Yeah, that's that hurts. 
You know what's funny? 25 years ago, 27 years ago, it happened to me too. And there's a way to get around it. There's a way to get past it. There's a way to make sure it doesn't happen to you. And that's applying all these principles. Let's talk about the Pareto Principle again. Um, we say that a 20% increase in, in volume based on pricing alone will cost you 80% of your growth. So we don't want to do that. But keep in mind, this is a principle. It's not 100% accurate. Okay, If it was, it would be a law or a theorem or an axiom, all that neat stuff. It's not. It's just a theory. It's an assumption. That's all. But it does make sense in a lot of ways. There are a lot of stores where 80% of the vehicles, 80% of the profit is made by 20% of the consultants. You have your top two, three, four, five, eight superstars, depending on how large your floor is, and they get it done. We want to be those guys. In fact, we want to have a floor full of them because they're going to make me money too as a sales consultant. I want elite people around me. I'm not selfish enough to think I have to be the only one. I want them to succeed as well. And this is how we improve and how we get better. Anyway, so that is a very unpopular application of the Pareto Principle. Because if you tell any owner, mostly any owner, or a lot of them out there, or the manufacturers, manufacturers know it. I have some data about the manufacturers and their average gross across the nation that would just floor you. I'm not going to share it with you now, but for some reason they think that's okay. I certainly don't. I don't think it's okay. I want every sales consultant to make a paycheck. I think everybody should pay the money, and we're going to teach you how to get there. But keep the 80-20 rule in mind and utilize it as best you can. Study up on it a little bit, but don't spend a lot of time on it. But just understand that. Remember the philosophy. You can't price your way to volume. You can't solely price your way to volume. If you do, your business isn't going to fail. Anyway, one more thing. When we talked about the sales consultant that had majority of minis, I want to take them all. If you do 20 cars, you better have 10 that are pay, you know, that are payable. You better have 10 that are payable to go with some of the minis. But as we talked about, if you're utilizing price, you may be talking yourself into these minis because you're not willing to sell the aftermarket stuff. You're not willing to go past the point that you normally would. You just want to give the car away and go because the customer's going to shop, right? Well, I've already blown all my gross. So I can't make anything afterwards. Not true. In most facilities, you do have an opportunity. You have to try for that. And you have to do it with enthusiasm. You can't just go in there and just say, hey, yeah, I have to go ahead and tell you about this. Tell them it's what makes you unique. Tell the customer it's what makes you different. Tell the customer that, there's, that other people don't offer this stuff. And maybe they don't. There's a lot of unique, creative packages that are put together by facilities. Maybe you work for one. And you should wrap your arms around it and embrace it and utilize it. And we'll talk about those a little bit later. But anyway, at this point, we're going to go ahead and uh, move forward. I think we talked enough about the Pareto Principle. I hope, I hope, I hope. Update. Videos still coming. I know it's been a while, but we're rounding the corner. And hopefully, Fain and Difference in the Technique and Pre-Owned Power will be out very, very shortly. You're going to love that product. But in the meantime, the Concerns Journal will also be out uh, very, very soon. And uh, it's difficult to get some of this stuff done when there's other things. I'm getting through a couple of things myself, and I'm grateful for any attention that you do give to these podcasts. And I'm grateful for all the comments. I'm grateful for all the feedback. Contact me at rob at hamiltonsalestraining.com or just give me a call. 303-529-5500. 
I'm open to that. Leave a message. 815-988-1297. Definitely here for you. Always going to be like that. Don't want to get too big. I'll get big enough because this stuff works. This These ideas work. These strategies and tactics work, and they're unique, and they're better than anything out there. But I don't want to get too big because I want to be able to communicate with everyone. Uh, down the road, will there be webinars? Yeah, I think that'd probably be a neat idea. Uh, I do have designs on a couple more books, and the problem with me is I lack a little focus, just to be honest with you, and hopefully you can uh, pick me up in that area, but I have a lot of ideas for things that I want to share, but please ask any questions, because I am definitely here for you, and it's not just a word track. If it was a word track, I'd say I'm at your service. That's not. Give me a call. Send me an email. Uh, look for me on Facebook, and we will go from there, but this is going to be just a lot of fun. So thank you very much for your attention, and keep an eye out on Hamilton Sales Training YouTube. Keep an eye out on this podcast channel on Buzzsprout on iTunes, and keep an eye out on HamiltonSalesTraining.com on the website for additional material. You'll absolutely love it. Hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll talk soon. Take care. Bye.